This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 692, she podcasts live. The first one ever is in the books. I've got some insights from that. And if you want to get your podcast on and get it on quick, we're talking 30 podcasts in 30 days. We're talking a little Napod Pomo. That's fun to say. Hit it, ladies. School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, this is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Simply use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And of course, don't forget, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. I am fresh back from the very first She Podcast Live. That's right. I'm going to say a good five, 600 females ascended on Atlanta, Georgia to learn about podcasting. I was one of about 10, I would say, Maybe 15 guys that were there. Many of them were husbands and such that were there to support as I was there to support and work at the Libsyn booth. And I got to tell you, it's always interesting when your episode just appears. And I was uh, last night, I was in Atlanta in my hotel room trying to figure out what to uh, kind of pull out of this event to share with you. And I got this voicemail from Jonathan Bloom from Weekly Awesome, and it goes a little something like this. Hi, Dave. This is Jonathan Bloom of Weekly Awesome. So because of my podcast, Frazzlecast, I had a bunch of people over the weekend sign me up for a contest that's going on to win a ticket to a convention. Now, right now, I don't know if I've won that ticket. But because of the outpouring support, the people that are there, the people that are were asking me to be there, I actually have put together airfare, hotel, just to be in the area around the convention for that week. It's one of those, you don't realize what you do till people, without being prompted, put their support in for you. And you're like, wow, I am in a few weeks going to meet people that I have talked to for, for years that have never met face-to-face. I'm scared, terrified I'm going to go halfway across the country. No, actually, it's all the way across the country, really, because I'm in Ohio and that's in California. But yeah, because of my podcast, I've met so many people that I never would have, and I've connected with so many people. Thank you so much, Jonathan. You've kind of set the tone for this episode, and that is the fact that you can help people. You can inspire people. You can change the lives of people with your podcast. And I always say that when you make a good podcast, somebody will download your entire back catalog, even if it's over 670 episodes, because I started off my day at She Podcast. I got to meet the lovely, the talented Kimberly Sumter walks up to me and goes, are you Dave Jackson? And I said, yeah. And she says, I drove her. I think she said from North Carolina. It was a long way, whatever it was. And she goes, you are one of three people I have to meet. And I'm like, hold on a second. Let me bust out a recorder. Continue. So you were saying. So I was saying that you are the reason, Dave Jackson, that I am podcasting 
I had a dream of podcasting over a year ago, and I listened and binged every single episode of your podcast, That's the a lot School of, of Podcasting, <laughs> a lot of day, morning, noon, and night, and I just, I just soaked it all in. So I just want to thank you so much because you are the reason why so many wonderful things have happened to me. Part of it being uh, connected now with She Podcast yeah. and Elsie being my mentor and so many amazing things. I'm actually now even on the front page, one of the podcasters on the front page of the Lipson website. Nice. So it's just, but I just want to tell you the things that you've taught me, I feel like you were sitting in my living room and you were showing me and teaching me the things that I needed to know to be an effective and a good podcaster. And I want to thank you so much for that. Well, thank you. And I just, and I said, I got to meet Dave. I went downstairs what? to the Lipson booth. The name of my podcast yeah okay so the name of the podcast is the sisters connect podcast okay and i am in uh from jersey city new jersey okay um the podcast the premise is is i actually interview women who i admire and who inspire me and we just tell their stories and it is um it's it's growing and i just want to tell you thank you so much i really appreciate you well thank you we have to get a picture before we're done and so kimberly thank you so much that was like wow and that put a lot of gas in my tank. That was amazing. And so another thing that I, this should be out, hopefully by the time you listen to this, if not, it will be out tomorrow. I do a show with Eric K. Johnson. It's called the podcast review show. And we were reviewing Jason from a show that's about a disease that I can't pronounce. It's the, I believe I'm going to try this again. Ankylosing spondylitis podcast, and it's a horrible disease. And Jason has had it for 35 years. And remember how we say when you start a podcast at Super Niche, you're going to have people that say, Holy cow, I thought that show, I think you're doing this show just for me. Listen to what Jason says here. He got an email from one of his listeners. I got an email from a gentleman, and I want to read an excerpt from the email to you. It really touched my heart to get this. Uh, it was really, really cool. It says, hey, Jason, my name is blank. I'm a 21-year-old law student who just got diagnosed in June with AS. I've spent my entire life in agonizing pain that resulted in breaking both my ankles twice, a broken neck, reconstructive shoulder surgery that ended my brief college baseball career, and a plethora of other physical and mental issues that would take too long to highlight in detail. I wanted to reach out to you because I was initially in denial about having an incurable disease, and it devastated me mentally. I had spent the majority of this summer feeling overwhelmed and depressed, which increased my flares and overall pain. The pressure of having law school in a few weeks was no help either. I had been in pretty bad shape until three weeks ago when I found your podcast one night. For whatever reason, your calm demeanor, honesty, and just authentic decency I could hear from you wanting to help people made me feel better about having this disease and genuinely eased my pain knowing that I am not the only person out here in a blinding pain that is impossible to articulate. I cannot thank you enough for doing what you have done by starting that podcast and opening up a dialogue about specific problems that such a small amount of the population would ever understand or deal with. He goes on to talk about a few other things, but I absolutely was touched by that message. And you'll be able to hear that full uh, kind of conversation with Jason. And then we review his podcast over at podcastreviewshow.com. It's also on my YouTube channel. But Jason said that his listener said, you eased my pain. Can we take a second to think about those three words? Because this is a horrible disease where you are just in chronic pain and that guy said, man, your podcast 
eased my pain. That's amazing. And so I ran into Lisa and Lisa said, hey, I've got it because of my podcast story. And I'm like, oh, let me grab my recorder. Except it turns out it's not a because of her podcast. It was, again, because of this podcast. So here's what Lisa is saying. She hasn't launched her podcast yet, but she will shortly. But check this out. So I'm here with Lisa mm-hmm. in the uh, at She Podcast 2019 from the podcast. All's not lost. All's not lost. And the website is? Not up yet. Not up yet. Excellent. <laughs> .com. So you have a because of my podcast stories. I do have a because of your pot or of my- your okay. day's podcast story. And it is this. Many years ago, 12 years ago, there was something called blog talk radio. Yes. All right. I had a show on there for a little while. And I put it down because I just had a baby and life got crazy. Okay. Years later, as in three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I said, you know, I think it might be time to pick up podcasting again. I want to go back. Different topic, but I want to go back. But things have changed. I know this. I'm an avid podcaster listener. What can I do to get up to speed? How can I learn? For today. So I said, well, I want to learn. Let me go to iTunes. Or that's what I did. Honestly, I went to iTunes. (laughs) And I put in podcasting. I wanted to learn about podcasts that had to do with podcasting. And your podcast, among others, came up. And I said, well, school of podcasting. I want to learn. Let's go with that. So I chose yours. And you happen to have Kristen Meisner on. Yes. And her book, well, actually, you had a number of episodes, but I ran through them and I saw hers. So you want to start a podcast? And I said, yes, I do. So I clicked on that episode. I listened. You were a fantastic host and interviewer. You pulled so much from her. But one of the things that you pulled was the fact that she mentioned She Podcast. So I said, note to self, let me look up She Podcast. So I listened to that episode. I Googled She Podcast. I learned that they were having She Podcast Live here in Atlanta. I happen to live in Atlanta, and I happen to have a background in event planning. I was listening to She Podcasts. I heard one of their episodes where they're sounding a little anxious about the event. So I said, well, let me just reach out. I sent an email to Jess, and I said, hey, I live 12 miles away, 12 minutes away from the hotel. If I can help pre-conference, let me know. Happy to do anything for you. I got an email back and said, we'd love to have you help us. We'd love to volunteer. And so here I am volunteering after just less than about three or four weeks ago, hearing your podcast, (laughs) sending me down this rabbit hole. And now I'm meeting you. Very cool. (laughs) And and when your podcast is back up, it's going to be? It's going to be All's Not Lost. And that's A-L-Z. As short for Alzheimer's. Ah, ah. Yes. Now you're talking my language. All right. Yes. I have a father. My father was diagnosed early this year and it's a journey. And while I recognize that Alzheimer's is a large foe, I do believe that there are small wins that we can find in fighting it. And that's what I'm on a mission to do. And as I'm formulating these ideas, I just wanted to be in the energy of everyone here And learn and make sure that it's the best thing that I can produce so that it can be a help to someone who's on this journey that I am as a caregiver. 
Lisa, thank you so much. It was great meeting you. And I know you're probably sitting there going, okay, Dave, we get it. But I mean, take us, do you see where you can plant one seed and somebody can take that seed and do something with it, then affect somebody else who affects somebody else who affects somebody else. And then the next thing you know, your thumbprint is on everything. And it's just you next to the water heater in the basement. And that's where I go. Do you not? I mean, my little network for this show is called the power of podcasting because it has power. And I was talking to a a bunch of different podcast consultants. there, all females. It was great. And we were all kind of laughingly saying that half of the job of a podcast consultant is I always said, you've probably heard me say this before, I feel like the dad in the pool. And I'm looking up at this adorable child with so much potential, and they've got three sets of water wings on, and you're in the pool going, would you please just jump? And we can't get them to jump. And was there any big difference between let's say podcast movement or podfest or any of the other events and she podcast well yeah there weren't any dudes there and without any dudes there that means there are more opportunities for women who have a lot to say and i was working the libsyn booth and people would stop by and I'd be like, hey, did you go to any sessions? And they'd go, yeah. And I'm like, how were they? And they're like, amazing. So there were people that maybe in the past didn't get the opportunity to share their knowledge. I got to meet someone last episode, the last week's episode. I told you about the book Story Worthy. And you can find links to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 692. I'll put more links there. And I met somebody who actually knows the author, Matthew Dix, and she did a great session on storytelling. I can't wait because I got the virtual ticket. And the thing that was really interesting is what I heard. Now, here's the fun thing, said the guy. Look, I'm a a middle-aged white man. And so there's a great video on Netflix by Chelsea Handler, and there are things that not just old white dudes, but in many cases, it's um, old white dudes. We are like fish. And whether it's white privilege, whether it is things we say to women and how we act, that there are many times that we are doing things and it's like the water and we're the fish and we don't see it because, well, it's water and we're just surrounded in it and we've always seen it. We may or may not know what we're doing. And so I was uh, I was just there to kind of observe, but I did. It was funny. I got pulled into one conversation because a woman is doing a show about how to solve Me Too in Seven Easy Steps, and she needed a, a male perspective. And I'm like, well, there's only about 10 of us here. How can I help you with your show? And so I felt very useful to be able to do that. I talked one woman into she was doing her podcast on Facebook only. And I was like, look, isn't your your goal to get your message out to the world? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, you're, you're, you got a, a, a garden hose with a trickle on 
uh, let me show you over here to the fire hose. And I was very nervous just about that because I didn't want to mansplain. And in the end, gentlemen, here's, here's the deal. This is what I've learned. If you're a nice guy and you treat women with respect, there's a really good chance you don't really have to worry much about anything when it comes to women. Uh, men are not stupid. Women are not stupid. We've all figured out that, well, you know what? We're just a little different. And if you treat each other with respect, then there typically isn't a problem. But I, speaking of Matthew Dix, uh, I have, just like um, Kimberly did, she downloaded all of my episodes. That's amazing and humbling. I have been listening to nothing but Matthew Dix. I listened to his audiobook for Storyworthy, and I downloaded every single episode of his uh, Story Speak podcast. And I heard this on the plane back from She Podcast. I want to play you a clip. And this is a thing where women, I, I was listening to one show about advertising. Advertisers are looking for women podcasts. Women focused, women hosted, they're looking for those podcasts. And this is a clip from Matthew Dix saying how he constantly, again, is that dad in the pool saying, would you please jump? Here's Matthew. Yeah, I guess the one thing that I know is absolutely true is in workshops, I spend an enormous amount of time trying to convince women, and this is a generalization, but it is true. Yeah. I spend an enormous amount of time trying to convince women that some of the things that have happened to them are worth telling and people want to hear them. While at the same time, trying to convince men in my workshops that not every single thing that has ever happened to you is worthy of telling and is story worthy. And I'm trying to push both groups Mm -hmm. closer to the middle. I just spoke to a woman recently who I'm going to be working with who said she has a hard time talking about her successes, but her husband appeared in Time Magazine last year in the background of a group of people, and he was fuzzy, so you couldn't even identify who he was. And he talked about it for months, even though no one would have ever recognized him in the Time Magazine photo. And she kept thinking about, he's talking about something he did, which is nothing. And I have done this wonderful thing that I can't seem to get myself to talk about. And that's sort of that idea that I'm constantly pushing people towards the middle. I tell the Time Magazine husband, stop talking about your appearance in Time Magazine while telling the wife, you've done an amazing thing. Let's let's bring it up in a way that is entertaining, engaging, compelling, expresses some vulnerability, but lets people know what you've done. And so that's the delicate balance that I try to walk with people. So if you are a female... Edison Research presented some numbers that showed that new podcast listeners are much more likely to be female. Advertisers are looking for female-hosted podcasts. And Matthew Dix, a phenomenal master storyteller, is saying, look, when I talk to female clients, they have tons of experiences and just life lessons that need to be heard. And I would love to help you do that. If you would honor me with letting a dude help you with your female podcast, I would love to do that. Again, my goal, help you start your podcast and grow your influence. Now, there was one thing that was 
different. I guess we could say we always have a joke when we go to places like Podcast Movement and PodFest, and I'll be at DC PodFest next month. Get your tickets now, dcpodfest.com. Use the uh, coupon code Pals, as in DJ Dave Jackson, PALS, P-A-L-S, and that will save you on your ticket for DC PodFest. Looking forward to that. But something I've never heard at any other conference was, again, I was working a booth and people would come out and I was like, hey, what'd you learn at your session? How was your session that you went to? And somebody said, it was great. The presenter was awesome. And someone told a story and we all cried. And I went, I don't think I've ever heard that comment come out of a podcast movement presentation. But here's the cool thing. I'm so happy that Jess and Elsie created a atmosphere where women could, if they wanted to, scream with glee when they saw each other. They could get fairy hair, which is just like glitter stuff in your hair. We all walked around, uh, I guess it was Saturday night, with blinking lights in our head. Some of us got up and sang karaoke poorly, I might add. I keep hearing there's video of this. I've yet to see this, but I did a little Bon Jovi action. And the great thing about it, here's the beauty of this. I got up, I sang Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. And uh, about halfway through that, because I'd been talking for three days straight, my voice went, you know what? We're out of here. And I literally, notes I could hit at the beginning of song were no longer an option. And you got to go all in. So I did. When it came time to the guitar solo, I had no guitar. It's karaoke. So I did a little air guitar. People hooped and hollered. And your audience wants you to be successful. And I said, well, if I'm going down in flames, I'm going to go all in so that I know there was nothing else I could do. And I that's exactly what I did. And I had a lot of people say, no, really, you actually can sing. And I was like, mm, you listen to the same video I did? But it was a lot of fun. And there are a lot of amazing people. So kudos to Jess and Elsie. And the other thing, I think the biggest thing, if we're going to, can I say some really obvious stuff here? Uh, Jessica started off the conference and and shared why she wanted to do this. So I'm not spilling any beans here, but Jessica's daughter had a drug problem and died. And Jessica said that you kind of lose yourself. You know, when, when one of your titles was mother and she still is a mother, but as you might imagine, that might rock your world just a little bit. And so This was something that Jessica wanted to do to somewhat attempt to move on, not forgetting her daughter, obviously. Let's not be stupid here. But let's move on and see what is the next chapter for me. And to do that in front of five, 600 people took a lot of courage. But if you know Jessica, she does not lack in the courage department. And uh, that was a great way to kick off the conference. And that's kind of about it. I, I... are you ready for the completely stupid thing that only a guy would say? I don't think there's a lot of difference between men and women when it comes to feelings 
except women talk about theirs and guys don't. Because when I hear these conversations, I actually will have those types of conversations if it's just me and some females. I have no problem talking about feelings and such. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Anyway, uh, so, but I, I think that's the big thing. They're not afraid to talk about their feelings. And I think dudes are because we're too busy talking about the game. What? Buffalo beat Miami? You are sick. So that was uh, a great time and a great event. And I'm very proud to say I was at the very first She Podcast in 2019. She Podcast Live. They started with a Kickstarter. Nobody knew if this was going to work. Not only did they hit their goal, they smashed it. It was a great event, and I can't wait for uh, for next year. So if you're a, a female and you don't want to go to PodFest or Podcast Movement or any or DC PodFest, uh, definitely put that one on your calendar because it was a very unique, very touching, very loving. It was like a conference that I have never seen. And here's one other thing. Can you tell I'm going without notes? The other thing I thought was interesting about this is the fairy hair. So it's just like this, like, it looks like a, almost like Christmas tinsel that you put on your tree, except it's colored and you put it in your hair. And all these ladies did this like day one. And it was just a way to say, you know what? We're willing to look a little silly. This is kind of almost like a tribal thing. Like we're all, it's almost like they all got tattoos together. They all got fairy hair together. And I was really close to thinking about doing that. And then the last party was a a party sponsored by Libsyn. And we had these headbands with like flowers and things like you would like a wreath almost you would put on your head, but it was all flowery and it had blinking lights. And we all, including the guys were walking around with blinking headbands. And again, it was just kind of a solidarity, like, Hey, let's all let our hair down and uh, including our fairy hair and have a good time. And, uh, we don't care that we look a little silly. I did get a very strange look. I was uh, I, I wanted to put something back up in my room, so I got in the elevator with my blinking hair uh, piece, my my wreath or whatever is on the top of my head, blinking in purple lights. And these two, probably twelve and fourteen year old girls get on, and they're just like, "What is up with this guy?" So that was uh, a lot of fun, and that's. All in all, it was a great conference. There wasn't a whole lot of difference, except I think, and, and here's why I can say that, I'm not a female. We need a female perspective on what was different. And I think they probably felt more safe. They felt more open. They felt more empowered. I'll have to, uh, you know, if you are a female and you want to chime on in, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I would love to hear your feedback. I am here in uh, kind of a back room of She Podcast, and I'm here with... Jennifer Navarrete. One more time. Jennifer Navarrete. Roll the R's, my friend. Navarrete. That's very cool. She's telling me about something that's really cool, and I went, hold on, let me hit my phone. So I'm recording this on my phone. We're doing what I affectionately refer to as the Bob Barker, (laughs) where I will occasionally put my phone in front of my mouth and occasionally in front of hers. And uh, she has this event, and you may not know about it. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, this is a, a fun place to uh, jump off. So tell us about what's going on and the name of it in the whole nine yards. 
So National Podcast Post Month, or NAPOD POMO as we call it, is 30 podcasts in 30 days in the month of November. I like to think of it as a fail fast, get good kind of opportunity in a community safe space. That's true. Because if you can do it 30 days in a row. Your, your show on day 30 is going to be vastly different than your show on day one. So for veterans, they we use it as an opportunity to try new equipment, new services, new styles. I actually launched a show that I did for five years off of NAPOD POMO just because we had such a good time doing it mm-hmm. that we said, let's not stop. And we did that for five years called Tech in 20. And so this is an opportunity for newbies to come in and figure out if they like this podcasting thing before they go spend a whole lot of money and invest a lot of time into it. Because in 30 days, you will know whether this is a thing for you or whether you want to run the opposite direction. And it's a, like I said, great way to fail fast, get good. And is this something, I guess, what, what, what is the typical kind of show you see come out of this? Is this typically like a, almost like a, I want to say a blog, but that's not it. Like a daily update about my personal life or is it like what kind of show comes out of this kind of format typically? So I hear from folks that participate, it it becomes all sorts of things. Um, For veterans, they try new equipment, new tools, new styles, and they're kind of taking us on that journey. Mm -hmm. For some folks um, who are podcasting already or are new to podcasting, they use this kind of like as bonus content. Or if they kind of wanted to try something new, but they didn't want to impact their listeners because, you know, the listeners are used to a certain kind of show, but they want to beta test something. They kind of do this on the side and get a sense of whether this has legs. And then if it does, they move with it. And if not, it was a NAPOD promo thing and there's no harm, no foul. And then I also hear from folks and actually Dave Hooper walked up to me at a podcast movement with a book in his hand. And he said, Jennifer, I wrote this book because of NAPOD POMO, um, because I took those sessions that I recorded during NAPOD POMO and turned it into a book. So I guess now people turn these things into books, Dave Hooper. Nice. And is this something where does it have to be released to the public to be official? Or is it just, I need to record 30 things in 30 days. So we're not, there's no hard, fast rules except to do 30 episodes. We have folks that do one a day for 30 days. We have some folks who batch record on the weekends and then release them. We have others who record the 30 shows and use the community space to encourage them to do it. And then they have plans to release it later. So there's not anything where we're going to be like, no, you, you failed. If you get 30 shows done in whatever style format, however much frequency you want, whether you want to release them or not, then you've won and you get a, I did it badge that, uh, uh, Laura, um, Laura Ross is our graphic designer who created that way back in 2007. And she did an updated version last year and you get the, I did it badge that says now pod Pomo and you get to proudly display it on your blog and on your podcast site. Nice. And is that when it started back in 2007? Yeah. I heard about NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writers Month, 50,000 words in a month. And I thought, oh, that's cool, but I don't want to write a novel. And then I heard about what the bloggers were doing, NaBlowPomo, National Blog Post Month. And I thought, oh, that's also cool. And then I even saw that the video folks, the bloggers, were doing NaBlowPomo, a video a day for 30 days. And I thought, oh, cool. I'm going to go join the podcasting one. There wasn't one and it was three days before November one. And I just sat there and I thought, how can all, how can the video guys be doing it and the podcasters not be doing it? So I just decided to create it three days before November 1st in 2007. And by the time it was all said and done, we had 50 folks who had participated that first year, considering that it was all last minute and people heard about it late. And we do have people who join late, like they'll hear about it a weekend and they'll be like, is it too late? It's like, no, it's not too late. Do 30 shows. I actually had somebody join the last week and they did 30 shows in one week. (laughs) <laughs> now that's commitment. I don't recommend that, but you can do it and you can be fully participating in the deal. What we do is we grab everybody's RSS feed and we put it into a single RSS feed. 
And then we give that to everyone for the, just for the 30 days. Right. So, and then we give that to everyone. If you want to keep up with all the other podcasters that are participating in that pod promo. And it's just this really intense community thing that happens yeah. once a year. And then once it's done, it's done. We kind of go our separate ways. The group's still there. The website's still there. But then as we get closer, you know, folks start getting active again. And right now we're seeing everything pick up as they're getting ready for November 1. There you go. And if somebody wants to get involved with this, where would they go? You can go to napodpomo.org and then we have a Facebook group as well. So napodpomo national podcast post month. If you just Google it, you'll find us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have fun. Join the fun. It's a marathon of podcasting extravaganza. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer. Links to everything out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash six nine two. Do want to remind you that the question of the month is coming up in this month's question. We hear about all this awesome things that have been happening because of people's podcasts. And sometimes people are worried about, well, if I start a podcast, you know, this negative thing might happen. And I'm like, what negative thing? So my question to you is if you have started a podcast, what's the most negative thing that has come out of it? What's the biggest regret that has come out of it? Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I need your answer by October 25th, 2019. Again, that address, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. A lot of you have written in and said, hey, Dave, you mentioned about how you have turned your book over to the publisher. And when is that thing going to be ready? Well, It's not good. (laughs) I got plenty of time to get ready to ramp up the launch, I guess, is a positive way of looking at it. It'll be coming out, according to my publisher, in July of 2020. So, yes, it makes nine months to make a human, ten months to make a book. And so I will be uh, informing you when things get closer. And as we go through that process, I will be speaking at DC PodFest. Go to dcpodfest.com, use the coupon code DJPALS to save on your ticket. Looking forward to that presentation as well as that conference. It's one of my favorites. It's kind of, uh, it's a little smaller than some of the other ones. And call me weird, but I, I like them when they're a little smaller because I get to meet everybody. It doesn't feel so much, so rushed, like I'm, I'm missing out on a ton. And there's a ton there to learn. There's some other great speakers that are coming. But uh, DC PodFest is one of my faves, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of a bittersweet because when DC PodFest is done, it's always done in November. It's kind of like, hmm, you know, the year's over at this point. There's typically no presentations in December. Uh, speaking of presentations, as we start to wrap up here, check out podcastingevents.net. That's .net, podcastingevents.net. It's something I just launched, and we'll be talking about this in the future because it's kind of ugly right now, but sometimes you don't know what you need to do without just launching it. Something else I'll be talking about in the future is getting your message crystal clear. Now, in business, they call this a value proposition, and that's way too businessy to me, and I was actually going to talk about that in this episode, and I went, you know what? We're not ready yet on that subject. I got to put that back in the oven and bake it a little bit until I can bring it to you and go, here is what I mean by this. Because by having a clear message, we've seen that when you make good things and you make great episodes, your audience will download your back catalog, like all of it. 
But if they come to your website or they see your listing in Apple Podcasts and it's confusing, that's not good. So we'll be talking about that in the future. Speaking of value propositions and business things, I do want to leave with one quote, probably one of my favorite quotes from uh, She Podcast from Elsie Escobar. We talk about monetization on this show a, a fair amount. And I always want to remind you that you don't have to turn your podcast into a business. It doesn't have to make a dime. It could be just a hobby podcast that you do to reach like-minded people. And Elsie said, before I even start talking, I need to remind you that you don't have to turn your podcast into a business. A podcast on its own is its own kind of magic. And I was like, amen, sister. I thought that was brilliant. So if you're ready to start your podcast, make a little magic, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Don't forget there's a money back guarantee for 30 days. We'll see you again real soon. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.